Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim, and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. Happy Women's History Month! That's right, it's girl power all day, every day, and for the next month, we'll look back on some pretty awesome TV shows and cartoons starring some pretty iconic women. We start with the Irish classic Afric, and we'll put that up against B&E from New Zealand, and we'll take a special look at the one and only Tracy Beaker. Legend, icon, childhood, and everything in between. We finally get around to celebrating this magnificent creation. We are off to a flyer this month, so let's get started. Yes, that's right. Do you feel the power of a woman? Yes, and joining me for Women's History Month, as ever, it's producer Paul. Hey man, how's it going? I am good, thanks. I love hearing that song. It, it just it means it's Women's History Month. And are you you are familiar with Eternal, right? And this song. Yes. It, at least only if you heard it last year when we was playing it all month. Yeah, uh, do you know what? This this month, I think you've put, kind of painted yourself into a corner this month because this is like a stellar week. Man, I paint myself right. in this, into a corner <laughs> with this month all the time for a myriad <laughs> of reasons. But yeah, this is like amazing, amazing week, amazing month. Like this is, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, um, honest, doing Afric was very uh, interesting because like I said, no English dub. You're just gonna have to deal with subtitles. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, because I read your message about the, um, the, the. You said no, no English dub, and I was thinking, right? And I was. It took me a really long time to realize they weren't speaking English. Like, even though you'd already sent me the message, I was like, <laughs> and I was because I was hearing the odd English word, you know. And then I was like, you know, look, at, turn the volume up a bit, you know, kind of sit up, make sure everything's okay. And I'm like, that is definitely not English. <laughs> confused me it was very clearly not english no but i wasn't sure if it was a really thick irish accent that i was i was struggling to understand or if it was um yes because, yeah. because they don't have their own language do they but it's not that widely used is it is it, it is it it's it's Gaelic, right? more widely used than we realized i think so it's like welsh isn't it you'd yeah. think you'd think but, I mean, they don't know it but they do yeah, I mean, all the road signs are still in Welsh. Well, naturally, because it's Wales. <laughs> but it, but it's weird that it's like a, a whole new language and it's like still on England. And it's, um, you know, you you would have thought that you'd just get like a thing. It is it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Is it, is it just me? I think it's Gaelic. I don't know, but yeah, it is. It is uh, the Irish language, and that is where we're going to begin. So this show came out in November two thousand six, and some of the things happening in the world. The journal Science publishes a study by B. Worm et al. So B. Worm and a bunch of other people predicting the collapse of commercial fisheries in twenty forty eight due to overfishing, pollution, and other environmental factors. Windows Vista, Microsoft's newest operating system, was released, and probably the worst. Yeah, I was going to say, that was like the biggest joke system going, I think. Vista was uh, dreadful. It probably put me off Microsoft ever. And yeah, I think that's what, what did it for a lot of people. Like, turned out, like loads of people to Mac. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's come on a long way. I'm on a PC, you're on a Mac now. XP was pretty good. It was like... Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like one of the, you know, the kind of like flagship um, operating systems. It was just, just worked, you know? Uh, General Augusto Pinochet issues a statement accepting political responsibility for everything that happened in Chile during his rule. Happy Feet was in the cinemas. And Rehab by Amy Winehouse was in the charts. Yeah, this is one of those songs that's just like awesome, no matter when you play it, I think. Especially when it's in your car and it just comes on, you're like, ah, okay, I'm going to sing along with it. This song is played to death. It is played to death, but it's one of those songs that doesn't annoy you that it's played to death. Maybe a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, w- I wasn't crazy about rehab. Was it the, uh, who did the, because she, she covered um, Valerie, right? And and that that's a great, that's a great, another great song. A great cover. Obviously, Valerie was by yeah. uh, the Vutons, Tutons, something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Trust you to know that. Um, okay, so Afric. So this is a Irish language TV series aimed at young adults, co-created and written by. Okay, okay. Disclaimer: There's lots of Irish names, lots of Irish-looking characters. I know we have listeners in Ireland. Honestly, I apologize if I say it wrong. Please, 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 you know, give me a pass. I'm trying my best. Sorry to all Irish listeners. So it was co-created and written by Taddock Mac Donaghan and co-created and directed by Paul Mercier. And the show has won multiple awards for Best Children's and Youth Programme. It follows the life of Afric, whose wacky family have just moved to a new town in the west of Ireland. And the 14-year-old wants nothing more than to fit in, but feels like her family will not make it easy for her. Her mother is a new-age hippie who who has banned television, while her father is a wannabe rock star, and not to mention her annoying little brother. As well as on TG4, Afric had also been shown on BBC Alba, where it was dubbed into Scottish Gaelic. It was also shown on HBO Latin America, where it was dubbed into Portuguese and Spanish. Lucky them. And over 95% of the production budget was spent in the Galway region. It won Best Children's and Youth Program at the 2007, 2008 and 2009 Irish Film and TV Awards and was nominated for Best Irish Language Show. It won. Best Youth Program at the Celtic Film and Media Festival in 2009. And an article written by Ellen Fitzpatrick called Do You Remember TG4's Irish Teen Drama Afric? What she said was, and I quote, spoken completely through Irish, watching this show was by far our favourite part of learning Irish. Nothing seemed more entertaining to our young minds than catching up on what Afric was getting up to. And yeah, so I think this was a, a tool for Irish kids to actually sit down and learn the lingo because everybody in that show spoke nothing but Irish. And it makes you think, yeah, the, they, they do speak this language more than we might realise. Yeah, it's one of those things that's... Um, I think as an Englishman, I think as an Englishman, I can like say, you know, like it's not it's not great, but... You go, you go everywhere in the world, and everyone speaks English, right? So you kind of 
don't even you would think Ireland. Yeah, I can go to Ireland. They speak English. Your English eh? exceptionalism is showing there, Paul. Yeah, no, but I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's just so lo- so lazy everywhere. Do you know there's only one place in the world that I've gone that didn't have English signs, and that was in um, in Switzerland. And I was so arrogant. I walked in. I, was, I just said, "Yeah, don't worry. I've, I've got a train from Davos to um, to Zurich." And there was a stop. It was like there was two changes, and I got to the main one of these main uh, train stations. I was like, "Yeah, don't worry. I've got it. I was on my own, you know." And I looked around, and there was no signs in English. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be lost." Um, I had to ask someone for directions. So yeah, that's that's what I get, I guess. <laughs> so the characters, so Afric Despan, played by Cleona Ni Chosain, and she's obviously the the lead in the in the piece. She's a shy and quirky teenage girl. Sophie is uh, Afric's best friend. Claudia is Afric's rival. She's wealthy, arrogant, and selfish. Trelock, her little brother, is intelligent and quirky, and he's interested in Eastern philosophy. Janice is her mum, and Tom is her dad. He's an accountant by profession, but he's a, a rock musician by night. Brona is the uh, eccentric classmate of Afric, and Bertela is the sort of hottie of the group. Uh, Madik Joseph is Afric's classmate, and he's got a crush on her. Jimin is Madik's right-hand man and the chief messer. Leo is the surfer dude who Afric initially had a crush on. And Bertie is the strange character with an odd fondness for jellyfish. So, Afric, let's talk about this uh, Irish creation. First of all, I used to work with someone called Brona, so I was quite impressed that I knew the uh, knew the name. Um, obviously, they she was Irish. Glad I said it right then. <laughs> yeah, um, you can tell a good show when you don't realize you're watching a subtitled show. I think, I think that's a telltale sign that was, you're watching a decent show. And I, this show is one of those shows where you are just watching it and you kind of don't really realize you're, you're reading as you're watching. Um, yeah, I, I, this was kind of a bit of a surprise for me because like all the little quirky bits were funny. They weren't stupid. Like the little brother, who was a little bit irritating, but you know, into all his like Buddhism and and you know, like I said, Eastern philosophies. Uh, the dad, who's like this, it, you know, this boring accountant by day, and then like by the weekend, he's turns into a rock star. Um, yeah, I thought this was quite a successful show. I never heard of it, obviously. Um, I don't think I would have ever found myself watching an, a subtitled Irish show, even though I have Irish heritage. Um, yeah, it's. I thought this was a great little show. I don't know about you. I totally agree with that. I didn't really find myself thinking, oh, what the hell's going on? Like, obviously, I'm watching it, but I can follow it. It's not a case of, oh, my God, this is a show in a different language. It's kind of like how it is with anime, where, like, if I'm watching the action and the action is really good, then the subtitles is going to be like a a complement kind of thing yeah it's, it's yeah completely yeah it's just gonna be like okay I, I just need to read it just so that i can you know know what they're saying for sure but other than that yeah, you're just sitting there watching it 
Um, yeah, it was it was it was it was fairly fairly easy to to watch, and honestly, this is what I aim to do on this pod. Is I don't want to just do shows that you know from England and America, and just do those shows. I want to try and branch out and do things a lot more so i want to do irish shows i want i want irish listeners to think oh my god i used to watch this show when i was a kid this is my show this is my thing Africa was my joint and i want i want people to to feel that so I, I wanted to talk about this show in its glory because yeah it was it was it was it was fairly good and I'm sure if this was around when I was, because obviously this was after my time, but if it was, you know, on CBBC and I was like, what, 11, 12, 13, I probably just sat down and watched it. You do, you don't really well to kind of shine a light on this because like, like you said, otherwise you can just, you know, you could, it's easy on this show to to do the mainstream shows. Yeah, right? yeah. So like, so, so so picking up something that's like kind of in the dark. And like you said, if someone kind of picks this up and says, oh yeah, I used to, watch that that's great no yeah that's 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 what it's all about and obviously it, it helps if it's available obviously if it's not available or it's not in if there's not any like english subtitles then obviously i can't i can't do it but obviously if it's possible and it can be done then why the hell not talk about Absolutely. this show? and obviously i think with Afric, it did the basic format for a, a teen show you have uh, the main girl who's obviously quirky and you know, insensitive. You obviously got the little, not insensitive, but like sensitive in the sense that, oh, I'm, you know, growing up, I want to fit in. I want to, that's what every, every person in school wants to do. And it, and what they do is they do that well. And obviously you have like the kind of uh, the telltale signs of uh, a sort of like a teen sitcom. So you got the annoying little brother, you got the eccentric parents, you've got um, Afric who's uh, wants to, who's got the one best friend at school but she wants to kind of join the cool kids. And there's like, you know, love interest here, there, everywhere. It might be a format that we've seen before and we even might even talked about it. But what they did is that they just, what you call it, ticked off the basics and did an Irish version of it. And the end result, the end product, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a pretty cute, pretty nice show. And yeah, I, I definitely liked watching it. It's, it's like you said, like you know, like these. It had some really nice ingredients in it, and I think that they mix well. Like the, the teen, the kind of the teen growing up, going through high school, navigating all of that. I think is a very, you know, basic, uh, kind of plot, if you like. But when it's done well and with its own little, you know, with its own little things, it's it's it's, it's gonna it's gonna be good. And obviously, the acting was great. Um, and it was in Irish, right? Like, who knew? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about episodes we watched. I think the pilot was kind of uh, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, Not self-explanatory, but like, obviously, when you watch it, you know it's the pilot. Yeah, so that's one I watched, and it's the only one I watched. Uh, this is, like, yeah, like you said, it sets this whole thing up. But I, th- I think it set it up really well. So it starts off and, you know, explaining that she's moved from the country. Sorry. 
she's moved to the country from like a city so life is obviously very different and very kind of manic for her she explains that um her mum's overworked her brother's a genius and her dad's an accountant come rock star so sophie's her bestie at school sophie's um supposed to be uh hosting a sleepover and she's not allowed and she kind of don't know how to tell the cool kids that she's not allowed to to kind of do it and then straight away um if it's like, yeah, I'll do it because she's a new girl. She needs to be kind of a bit cool and a bit, um, you know, she needs to kind of get in with the crowd somehow. So, and then she's like, oh, and then Sophie gets a bit annoyed about it. She says, oh, you're supposed to, you got to cancel it now. Um, and he goes, oh, don't worry. I just asked my mum and she'll obviously say no. Um, so she goes home and says, mum, I'm going to have a sleepover. I want, so I want to have a sleepover and there's going to be loads of girls. There's going to be like a big party. Um, and then mum's like, all right cool i'm glad that you're getting in with this kind of social crowd already um and then she's like oh crap um so now she has to try and cancel it and every time she 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 kind of has has these kind of like um i don't want to say fantasy sequences but like something like that where she like she thinks that um everyone's kind of will be talking about it and it's like kind of everyone's holding a newspaper saying Afric cancelled the the sleepover and stuff like that so everyone's kind of talking about it and she thinks that everyone's going to hate her so she's trying to do it and, and meanwhile her brother's like trying doing all these like western sorry eastern um like meditations and and he's kind of getting more and more and more and more and and then in in one of the things about her bro's creating a cult like he's got like all he's started to kind of gather followers <laughs> Um, releasing the chakras and all of yeah, that yeah exactly um so claudia's pretending to be nicer this is the, the kind of bully girl at the school but she's kind of just setting her up to make it look like a fool she said oh yeah just get popcorn you know because like you know think and this is this is something i'm going to bring up later as well but this is kind of the thing where like everyone says one thing but is really doing or thinking the other so uh for example you know the cool kids like oh that's stupid and they go home and do exactly that because it's what you know what they want to be doing at that time but they don't want to be seen to be doing that because they're quite, they're growing up but they're still kids kind of thing um um so anyway so she says oh yeah you should you should dress in pink and you should have this and then it, just before the party her brother's dressed up like this indian i want to say but it's a buddhist kind of thing right he's just in his like um orange <laughs> orange clothes and then um, she's in pink. The girls go back. Uh, the girls are in black because there's Claudia. And then apparently Claudia said to the girls, oh, she'd want you to be dressed in black. And then dad comes home and he's, so all the girls are in there having their party and they're eating their chocolate and whatever it is. And then dad comes home and singing. And then she's trying to, um, she, the girls getting kind of a bit bored and they don't want to watch all the stupid movies that, you know, because Claudia is like the ringleader. And she says, no, that's stupid. That's stupid. That's stupid. And then, Dad comes home with singing and he's kind of embarrassed, trying, you know, embarrassing her, leaving his underwear on the on the landing and stuff like that. And she's like, can you stop kind of embarrassing me? And then Claudia says that she only eats macrobiotic food. And then she's like, oh, really? And luckily, um, the brother's like been eating, but have all this macrobiotic food. And it's obviously, you know, things like, um, it's all greens, basically, all greens and grains and stuff like that. So, and then... Like, well, come downstairs, and then like, they put on a big kind of spread, and you know, said like, you can you can eat this, in. and then and then um, Claudia says, okay, let's let's eat that, and then they're like, nah, girls, do you want to? Um, Africa says, do you want to go upstairs and eat um, 
popcorn and watch the notebook and they're like yeah all right everyone all the girls go upstairs and they're loving it and claudia's oh yeah because claudia said that she likes she only likes polish movies now so you know she's another one of those like, look how quirky i am i I watch this kind of things and i'm and afric's mum's like what a coincidence because i've got some great movies um great polish movies i can't remember the director that she said they were from anyway so claudia has to eat the, the 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 greens and the grains and stuff like that and watch a boring old polish movie i'm not sure if it's actually a boring old polish movie but they were finding it boring and the other girls are having loads of fun watching the notebook so everything worked out for Afric. um yeah this is actually all right i, I enjoyed it you know i was obviously maybe because i might be a hard cynic but when i watched the notebook i was underwhelmed af i can't all i can remember about it and spoiler alert skip the next 30 seconds or so is that uh, all I can remember about it is at the end she's he's reading a notebook to his wife or something like that and it's there and it's there ain't he dead and she's in a home or the other way around no they died together I think she's one of them's losing her mind and then they're kind of reading he's reading their life story to her so she remembers that they were together and then at the end of the story she remembers that oh my god they were together the whole time and that was that love story was about us and look how great it is and then they both die in each other's arms at the end I think really is that how it ended I'm pretty sure that's how it ended Uh, okay I'll I'll take your word for it but yeah I, I, I watched this I was like Everyone was making this like the greatest love story ever told. Yeah. Shoot. I mean, I don't know when it came out, but I watched it. I'm talking... Yeah, so I watched this around when it came out, but not the cinema. Uh, whenever it came out on video or whatever it was at that point. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, I, 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 I was uh, very, very underwhelmed by that. But, uh, Anyway, I went on to watch episode 12, and uh, it starts with uh, Treloch. He's basically uh, shredding some newspaper, but uh, his dad isn't happy, and he ends up fighting with, and ends up turning into a row with his mum, because obviously he's just basically losing his temper. She's obviously like, oh, you know, calm down. There ain't not, nothing wrong with what he's doing. And he just walks out, and... Uh, Meanwhile, at the school, I think it's uh, is it? It might it might be Sophie's birthday, and she's excited because she's got this brand new dress. At the school, there's a teacher called Ryan, and uh, he likes another teacher, but this other teacher is always like chatting to someone else, always like flirting with another teacher, and so he's thinking, you know, maybe I should try and uh, get her jealous. And then um, a new substitute teacher called. Uh, it, it's spelt like in in a Irish spelling, but I managed to kind of do it in English. It's Leisha, but it was spelt like L A O I S E or something like that. And so she's she's a substitute teacher. She's trying to catch the eye of. Uh, and so he's thinking, you know, okay, I'm going to play along with all of this and I'm going to, you know, be really happy. Sophie's also really happy because uh, she's playing the piano and she's telling uh, Afric that, oh, my uh, my mom, she's uh, got herself a new fancy man. And they're like, oh, this is uh, very, very interesting. And then obviously he's uh, a mystery person because nobody's seen him. 
the the power goes out in the house and we just see some random dude just going in and just turning on the uh electric so obviously we're thinking uh oh this might be uh an interesting thing and then um yeah and so he's talking to leisha and 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 the other teacher's kind of looking at ryan thinking oh what the hell's going on you know you're you're chatting to this new girl like what's going on and uh basically afric sneaks off because obviously sophie's like oh you know maybe you should come around and you might be able to see uh my mom's new man so afric sneaks off to sophie's but she sees her dad's car and so she's like, huh? What the hell is my dad's car doing here? And again, he's and then she's looking out the window and he's talking to uh, Sophie's mum. And they're just having a little chat. I think they have a little hug. And again, pouring tea into the plants again. So it's got to be a thing. Like the, the remaining bits of, of the teapot and you're just putting it into the plants. Yeah, I think maybe the tea leaves help the... Uh thing bro i don't know it's a thing it's very much a thing i've seen it twice now and so obviously afric is very 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 unhappy with her dad and ryan is basically flirting with leisha and then he asks her out and then all of a sudden his uh teacher crush is uh jealous and so they're going on a date and afric she comes back from dinner and yeah, her mum is just absolutely crying for no reason. And then the, she's like, you know what, Afric, we have an announcement to make. And Africa's like, what the hell is this announcement? And it's just basically that they, you know, you know, Tom is like, you know what, I've been really, you know, in a bad mood lately. Very, very sorry. And uh, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to be better. And so... They all have a hug and Africa's like, huh, what the hell's going on? And she just basically, she's like, oh, you know, if you're out with your band, why is your guitar at home? Kind of thing. <laughs> and then uh, Africa and uh, Sophie are talking and they basically both jump into the wrong conclusion together. They're thinking, oh, what the hell's your dad doing with my mum? Or what the hell's my mum doing with your dad and, and all that stuff? And uh, African Sophie, uh, basically, they catch Tom and Marie talking. They're like, right, what the hell's going on here? And Tom was only there because he was fixing uh, an old piano and the electric for Sophie's birthday. And she was like, you know what? I didn't tell you, Africa, because you are bad at keeping secrets. So it was just one big misunderstanding. And obviously, they're like, huh? What the hell are you talking about? I'm, I'm fixing this, you know, brand new piano for you for your birthday. Because obviously, she was playing an electric piano and it's not the same playing with an electric piano versus a, a normal piano. And the last episode I watched was uh, Series 2, Episode 1. It's a hectic morning. Africa is rushing off to school. She has a new crush, Leo, after her old crush had left. And Afric was heartbroken. And obviously Afric was crying and she's just in a really, really, really teen, teen heartbreak and, and, and all of that. And so her dad is coming in and he's telling Afric, you know what, look, I know how you feel. Like, trust me, the it's gonna hurt, but it's gonna pass. I promise you. You're you're it's good it's it's gonna it's gonna pass. And Treylock, he orders this kind of a recording thing 
and it kind of doubles up as a lie detector and the recording thing was on and so his wife overhears him talking about his first love called Roisin again very very Irish name I think I knew a, a Roisin and yeah me too she worked in Woolworths. <laughs> oh, how God, this is a w- long time ago. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, and, you know, Janice overhears him talking about, oh, this is my first love, Roisin. I loved her so much. She meant the world to me, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, it's not like, oh, I love her now. But obviously, Janice got to the wrong conclusion. She was like, I heard everything. So what? I was just your runner up. I was just this and this and this. And he's like, no, obviously not. It's like, oh, so why you still got the ring? Okay. Where he messed up was that he kept the ring. <laughs> yeah, that's that's rookie. That's rookie. I'm like, <laughs> bro. And she runs off. And she's just like, you know, I don't even want to hear anything you got to say. Fool, like, get out of my face. She's packing some things and she's taking off. Tom is looking everywhere for Janice. Afric, she, you know, has this new crush now, Leo, but obviously he's got a girl and he's into like surfing and all this stuff. And Afric is pretending to be into surfing and he's all like, you know what, man, my girl split up with me because she doesn't understand my uh, my direction or where I'm going in life. And so Afric is thinking, you know what? Ooh, I got, I'm going to shoot my shot. Shoot a shoot and all of that stuff. She's like saying, oh, Oh, that's terrible. I'll have a shoulder to cry on and all this stuff. She's basically going with him to all this surfing stuff. And she's, you know, getting to know all this. uh, She's learning all about surfing. Fellas, if you're going out with a girl and she's pretend, you know what, right? It's not real. When, When a girl goes, oh, you know what? I love football so much. Yeah, man. My favorite team is uh, Man United as well. They're going to do all that research. Once y'all together, she will never, ever watch Sports of You again. Just remember that, fellas. Remember that. And if you stick it on, it's be like, turn that off straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, 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 so fair warning to you, fellas. If you're, if you're going out with a girl and she's telling you all this stuff about football or rugby or cricket or whatever your uh, sport of choice is, and she happens to know the most random thing, then, uh, yeah, trust me, it's not, it's, it's, it's not going to last forever. Yeah, my, my wife just said, I was like, oh, yeah, I really like Formula One. And she's like, oh, that's, that's good for you. Oh, so didn't even pretend. Didn't even it's pretend. Formula One, isn't it? <laughs> who's going who's gonna to actually pretend to go and watch Formula One anyway? It's, it's one of those sports where either you like it or you don't. And from in my case, if 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 the black person ain't winning, then uh, I'm just rooting for everybody black when I watch Formula One. To be honest, so so Lewis Hamilton yeah. and his dad. I'm rooting for it? everybody black. Oh, is, is he a Mercedes? Yeah, I'm I'm Team Mercedes. Put the fist up and whatever he uh, wherever he at. Yeah, I'm a wherever he at fan. And so Tom is you know leaving messages on Janice's phone. Look, it's you that I love. It's you that I love. And obviously, Tom is getting pressure from work because he's not delivering uh, spreadsheets. He's not delivering vital information. Yeah, so Claudia is basically making fun of uh, Afric. So uh, 
she basically, obviously, she's like, oh, my God, do you like Leo? And do you love him? And all this stuff. And Africa's, you know, just basically jumps her. And she ends up, like, punching a guy who likes her. And he ends up having, like, a, a split lip and a broken nose and, and whatnot. Meanwhile, so uh, the, 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 the boy who likes Africa, he bought her these flowers from the gas station. And so he's just like, here you go, to a random teacher. He just goes, you know what, take these flowers. I don't really care. And obviously the teacher gets the wrong impression. And so she's like, uh, yeah, I'm a teacher, mate. You can't be giving me no flowers. And obviously Ryan, he's looking at thinking, oh, why is that boy giving me flowers? And obviously she's like, oh, what? I, I, what? No one can give me flowers. Am I not? You know what I mean? Why would anyone not give me flowers? And so he ends up getting in trouble for that. Silly bugger. And uh, Africa is <laughs> bunking schools to go to the sea and record Leo surfing pretending she knows all about the waves and boards and things like that. And so the kids managed to get the lie detector to work. And so Tom, you know, they hook it onto Tom. And so Janice comes back and then obviously the kids are like, look, 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 Janice, if you think Tom is still lying to you, we'll hook this lie detector test on. And so Tom, he's just, and then obviously they're like, uh, and Janice goes, ask any like yes or no question. And so Janice is like to Tom, do you still love this girl? And Tom was like, no. And so the light goes, this person is lying. And then obviously he's like, what the hell's wrong with this machine? It was only working a couple of minutes ago. And so he just <laughs> yanks the ring off and he goes, listen to me, Janice. It's you and you alone I love. Like, stop playing, girl. It's you that I love. And then obviously the light goes, oh, telling the truth because obviously they were trying these questions going oh are you bill clinton and like it will go you and he's like yes you are a liar and so they're thinking oh it works <laughs> and then obviously she believes him and uh takes the ring off and they are all living happily ever after again you know what the the thing about um irish shows and you know irish uh culture and vernacular like some of their words have like sort of slipped in into our kind of thing obviously what's the crack spelled c-r-a-i-c i have to spell crack now i don't spell it c-k i didn't know that was an irish word yeah what's the crack fellas what's the crack and obviously it's spelled c-r-a-i-c that's how you spell crack. Not 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 the CK version, but the AI Irish version. And you know, there's like there's like lots of like other things as well, you know, that kind of, you know, maybe slipped in. So obviously like, oh, who's 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 your man over there? Oh, his name is uh Bob. And obviously da means dad, granda, granddad, your da. Oh yes, that's me da over there and and and, and whatnot. And obviously, yeah, top of the morning to you. And, there's so much more that we've kind of taken in the English language, but I can't really think of them right now. Obviously, instead of the F word using U, they say E. So like fecking. Used tea grounds and fresh tea leaves contain nutrients and tannic acid. When added to the soil, create a more fertile environment for garden, landscape and container plants. Because tea grounds are natural organic matter, they increase nutrients levels and improve soil quality as they decompose. Oh... Just to, just to answer your question in that. It's a thing. It's a thing, apparently, yeah. Um, Very much a thing. Because obviously, um, I'm a big fan of uh, Dairy Girls. Absolutely. I've never seen that. Brilliant. I, I definitely would recommend you go watch that. And obviously, some of the Irish 
vernacular and culture kind of you see it in uh, in full it's basically about um growing up in Derry in uh, the 90s so obviously when this was like uh, the quote unquote the troubles yeah the IRA uh, stuff right yeah it's, it's it's absolutely hilarious oh Egypt that's another uh, word that we've kind of taken from uh, the iris yeah who put 50p in the Egypt you know and all of that stuff but yeah that's the uh, that's Africa for you. So, any last thoughts? No, it was, um, it was a, it was a pretty decent show. To be honest, I thought everything was everything was really good about it. I can't really say um, much else. Um, I've only been to Ireland once. I'd love to see proper Ireland. I only went to the kind of Dublin, fly in, fly out kind of visit. But um, everybody says Galway is really nice. Galway is really everybody. When I talk about Ireland, everyone says, "Oh, Galway, Galway." Where's the Giants Causeway? Is that in? Um... Ireland. I don't know where the hell that at, but um, no, I Ireland. I I definitely want to go to Ireland. It's in. It is in Ireland. Um, yeah, I'd love to like a little road trip around Ireland. Do they drive on the left there? That would be one thing that worries me. I have no idea, but uh, no, Ireland is definitely one to go to, and yes, definitely, really, really good job, Africa, and obviously Irish listeners. We hope we've done it justice, and in terms of the names, I hope we got it right. So. Uh, there you go. Being Eve now. So this show came out in August 2001 and some of the things happening in the world. American singer Aaliyah and several members of her record company are killed as their overloaded aircraft crashes shortly after takeoff from Marsh Harbor Airport, the Bahamas. Do you know Aaliyah? No. Nope. Oh, wow. Of course you don't. Uh, How'd you spell it? Double A L I Y A H. Aaliyah. Very big, very famous singer. She was massive. And when she uh, was killed in that uh, aircraft crashing, that was a uh, massive news and uh, a huge uh, tragedy. The World Conference Against Racism 2001 begins in Durban, South Africa. Angelina Jolie is named a UN goodwill ambassador at the uh, headquarters in geneva the princess diaries is in the cinemas and turn off the light by nelly Furtado was in the charts great song great 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 song nelly Furtado is a really really talented singer and, and everything that goes with that so uh being eve now so this was a, a tv series from new zealand which focuses on the teenage girl Eve Baxter and her daily problems. Her parents are divorced, but live next door to each other. Eve was in love with a boy named Adam, and they break up at the beginning of the second season when she ends up with another boy. And yeah, so it's a quirky, upbeat drama, looking into the life through the eyes of 15-year-old Eve, something of an amateur teen anthropologist, and she questions everything in her world, musing on life to the camera, the series' fresh, self-aware style appealed directly to media-savvy teenagers. And obviously, yeah, it, it launched the career of Fleur Seville, who plays uh, Eve Baxter. And it actually won some awards. So it was uh, it won the, uh, the Best Screen Award for Best Children's Programme and Contribution to Soundtrack at the New Zealand Screen Awards. It was uh, it won a gold and silver medal in the New York Festival Television Programming and Promotion Awards, 
and it was even nominated for an international Emmy. So it kind of gives you an idea of how uh, well thought out this show was. Some of the characters of this show. So there's uh, obviously Fleur Seville who plays Eve Baxter. Tim Baxter played by Stefan Lovat. And if you recognize him, he's Max Hoyland in Neighbours. And, uh... and Fleur Seville, she was in The Tribe. She was in the last season because I was thinking, where was she in the tribe? Like, because obviously I, I saw her kind of like IMDb and it says, oh, I'm in the tribe. So I was thinking, what, 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 as played as what? Because I couldn't remember. She wasn't one of the more rats. And so I figured out she was um, in the last season in, the, I think, Liberty City, where it was basically a, a, a little city that the kids kind of built. And she was the one who ran the bar in Liberty City. And then obviously there's Sylvie, who's uh, her best mate. Vivian Baxter is uh, the ex-wife of Tim. Alana is uh, Tim's uh, girlfriend. Matt is uh, a schoolmate of uh, Eve. Ned, I believe, is... uh... I'm not sure if he's with uh, Alana, but I think he was like a stepbrother or like uh, part of the family somehow. Caleb was her little uh, brother. Not sure who Charlotte was, but uh, Melanie and Melissa, I think they were in school. Mr. Inglewood was the teacher. Lenny was uh, the geek. Uh, Adam was, I think, and Sam were like the love interests. So uh, being Eve, what did you think about this show? The first thing I thought when Being Eve comes on was I want to watch Summer Heights High now because it's like almost the same thing. I was impressed that I knew from the accents that it was a New Zealand show. I could tell it was um, not Australian and I was quite impressed with that, to be honest. I thought it was a really good show, actually. I really enjoyed this. Charlotte was the bully, by the way. She was the bully girl. I'm not sure what it is from that part of the world, man, but they can just they can just make shows. They could they could do anything and it'd just be good, I think. Midas touch when it comes to TV shows. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um yeah, you know, I, I, I do I do I do like the New Zealand accent. Yeah, I mean it's a bit weird now because my, my sister moved out there about I'd say nearly ten years ago now, and she's lost her British accent. It's weird. So like you know, and they they replace all their E's with I's, right? So like <laughs> she, so she's called Jess and now she's called Jis. Jis. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff no um yeah i i i ended up liking the show actually it was it was actually pretty pretty well done show it was wacky it was goofy but obviously it was uh very much on brand in terms of the format for uh a teen show again obviously you got the uh the main character Eve, you got her family. You know, it's a, a an it's, yeah. It's kind, it's kind of like a yeah, basic like kind of. I, I guess almost like baby chick flick kind of plot line, right? Almost all of them have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a again very very basic format. If this was uh, on TV around that time, probably would have watched it. And uh, no, I I I really really. Um, no, I, I liked this show. I thought it was pretty good. There was another character who was in there that was in the the, the tribe. So it was quite um, 
nicey and all of that. So uh, yeah, let's 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 go right into episodes. I watched four. Um, I watched the first two, so episodes one, two. Um, so I one thing I liked about this show as well is that every episode, well, the, the two episodes that I watched seem to have an overall theme. So um, this one was kind of like um, the first episode was like uh, kind of soulmates called being in love. Yeah, so it's kind of like, but it's like kind of a, a yeah. Um, so even this is it, the the first sequence is a little bit confusing because it's a bit choppy, changey, like future, past, present goes. Um, wasn't that confusing? But um, they introduce everything. Yeah, so Eve's at school, her mate is upset, and her mate's called Sylvie. She fancies a boy. Um, they got they love each other, and then he dumped her, and his name is Jared. Her parents are... So you find out that her parents are separated, but her dad lives next door. She's asking the parents if, you know, when you met each other, do you did you think that they were the one? And her dad explains that. And I thought this was really good. I mean, it was like kind of a crude example, but um, I thought it was really nice that her dad explains that because he's a plumber and he's trying to fix someone's drain. He's got his hand up someone's drain pipe. And he's just said like, look, if you don't tear, if you don't take care of the plumbing, the plumber's going to break down. Right. And he goes, and that's just basically the same for a marriage. You've got to work on it. And if you don't work on it, it will just, just break down. And I think, I think that's, a, that's kind of, a, kind of a good life lesson. Like if you, you, you can't, there's a lot of this happily ever after, you know, kind of talk, but it doesn't end, you know, and and uh, you got you got to work on it every single day. So anyway, so uh, Alana is dad's girlfriend, and Eve hates her. And um, he's hanging out with her school friend. She tries to tell Jared that uh, like that um, Sylvie fancies him. Still, but he acc- she accidentally says that she actually c- kind of implies that she fancies him, and he gets the wrong end of the stick. So Sylvie gets wind of this, and they think together. They think that Jared and her are together, so she's got the right ump about it. Whole school's talking about it. Meanwhile, um, Eve wakes up and her mum and dad are in the kitchen. She's like a bit excited because, like, you know, maybe the mum and dad are going to get back together. And then dad says, like, basically, I'm, mo- I'm moving my girlfriend in to live with me. Uh, then back at school, Sylvie doesn't want to talk to her. So now Jared is trying to win Eve over. So they make up. Eve and Sylvie make up. And they all have to give a speech in their English class. Um, Jared gives a speech. He's like, E is for everything and i and v is for something else and basically and basically puts his heart out there and then she's like no i don't fancy you and then kind of everyone laughs at him and i thought that was kind of a brave thing to do like you know put yourself all out there in front of the whole class um uh then eve gives it oh about she gives it a speech saying our oh, love you know being having the one the concept of the one is basically a load of rubbish and then this guy walks in and it's like kind of like hazy and 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 like kind of like sunshine and, and this guy's called adam and she fancies him and that's the end of the f- uh, first episode there was something here that i didn't understand and i'm not sure if you watched episode two i didn't so basically um this is actually quite a serious issue but it's not normally this way around so caleb ca- won't come out of the bathroom and then like, she managed to get him out and he's like put like dark makeup on his face because he wants to be part of like he wants to be part of another group but they're like i'm i'm not sure what um particular group he wanted to be a part of the separate ethnic group and he so he made his face darker not like no not like full kind of black up but just like tanned his face with some what for makeup they found in the bathroom blackface 
No, but he didn't. That's what I'm saying. He didn't. It wasn't blackface, but it was just tanned makeup. And he wanted to darken his face so he was more belonging to that group. And that's what I've written about. This episode was about belonging, about belonging to a particular group. Yeah, I don't know about this one. I don't know. But yeah, you carry on. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was more... It I was convinced. more innocent. <laughs> it was it was more innocent than I'm making it out to be. <laughs> when I say, when I tell you a white guy comes on with black makeup on his face, it's not going to sound that great. <laughs> but yeah, this was like no context. Yesterday's capers. But I was always going to listen to that bit. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little white boy goes into the bathroom, makes his face brown. Hmm. <laughs> comes, comes out um anyway uh, so charlotte invites people to a party she's like the not a nice girl eve doesn't get an invite but kind of everybody else in the school gets an invite apart from like the geeky kids charlotte fancies adam and so does eve and then they're in the toilet and she's like and and, and charlotte says something to her she's like i really wish i could have got this back could have could have done this um could have kind of said this you know like when someone says something to you and you said, oh, wait, as soon as you're like out of earshot of the person, you realize what you should have said. And all of these cool things come into your head saying, oh, I should have said this, should have said that. And then she said, oh, I wish I did this. And then it kind of goes to this Xena warrior. I'm not sure if you ever watched the show Xena the Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah. So it, it, she did this like kind of like, I'm not sure, I can't do the cry, the war cry that she does, but she, and then she like, it's something weird like that, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So, if I, um, so I thought that was quite cool doing like a, because that was like ages ago. I, I even had the video game of Xena the Warrior Princess. Um, it's funny that you're talking about Xena the Warrior Princess because it might be a show that we cover this month. <laughs> nice. I was going to say like, hopefully it'll kind of like uh, put it on your radar. Anyway, so uh, Charlotte teases her about the invite. Um, then Caleb is like playing with his mate. And he's like, because that's that's who he wanted to impress. And then so he's been play, playing with his mate. But then his mate was like, oh, have you got that $5 now? Because he had to pay him to play with him. And then Caleb's like, oh, I've only got $4 out of five. And then um, his mate's like, I'm going to take your frog then. Uh, then Eve goes to the cinema by herself, but she doesn't like the movie. So she walks out. Sylvie and Jared steal booze. Caleb's crying about his frog. And his dad goes and like threatens um, his mate kind of things. He said like, um, don't take his frog. And you got. he gives him a wrench and says, this fixes things. He says, you can give it back to me when you fix what's broken. And basically then that means you have to go to, you know, speak to Caleb and try and sort things out. Jared drink, Jared's kind of drinking and he throws up on Sylvie. And then Matt kind of throws a sausage in the pool and everyone thinks of poo and they run out. And then this is what I really laughed at this bit because Caleb's <laughs> Caleb's mate comes around and said like I'm sorry for what I did I shouldn't have like made you pay me to play with you but we can be mates and we can play and then Caleb's like can I have my frog back and and then his mate's like yeah here you go and he's wrapped up in a tissue and he's killed it but <laughs> it's not like I don't think he killed it on purpose but it died and then Matt and Adam and Sylvie end up coming to ease because everything went wrong at Charlotte's party and then everything worked out well they were sitting around having pizza um yeah so two like two really cool episodes actually i really i mean i enjoyed them both i went all the way to uh the series one finale being married so uh eve is uh basically trying to figure out a way that she could uh break up with matt so she can go out with adam so she's uh quite uh thinking oh how am i going to do this how am i going to figure this out 
and E's dad is uh, getting engaged to his girlfriend. So he said, you know what? We're going to get married. And Alana is basically planning the wedding day, getting all excited. And uh, Sylvie is not happy that her boyfriend, Pravesh, hasn't kissed her, even though they've been steady now for almost six weeks. And Eve somehow still thinks that her mum still loves her dad. It looks like she's got a talking dog, but it was kind of like a Tamagotchi kind of thing where it's going, nodding its head and going, woof, 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 woof. I'm like, what the bloody hell was that? And Eve is trying to talk to Matt to try to tell him, but she hasn't quite got the heart to do it. Sylvie, again, she's not getting anywhere with Pravesh. And uh, Ned, he's like, you know what? I just want to let you know that I'm totally cool with the wedding. And he he's written a song for them. And so it's the it's the hen 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 party or the hen hen night whatever. And basically, there's a a guy that comes round and he's meant to be going to the the hen night, but he ends up shacking up with Eve's mum. And Eve is still struggling to tell Matt that it's over. And Sylvie, meanwhile, she's trying to force Pravesh to kiss her, but he ends up biting her lip. And Eve is basically telling her mum that, you know what, look, maybe it's time to let your dad go. And they're obviously talking about marriage and, and, and things of that nature. It's the day of the wedding. Matt shows up and Eve is just basically hiding. She doesn't want to, she wants to avoid him. I think Matt was meant to be going to a, a dance thing, but obviously he makes it back in time for the wedding. And Matt and Adam realize that obviously Eve is uh, trying to play both sides. But obviously they're like, you know what? Matt's like, you know what? It's whatever, it's fine. And even Adam's the same. Is that, you know what? Obviously you don't know what you want. So I never thought that you would be like that. So he basically walks away too. Sylvie then breaks up with uh, Pravesh and Ned is singing his song for Tim and Alana. And it was a, it was a pretty nice song, actually. A pretty nice song. And after all that nonsense with Adam, he moves away. And Eve is just absolutely devastated about this. And Eve is basically throwing herself into doing all these extracurricular activities to try and channel her feelings. Sylvie obviously making her do a quiz about Adam. She's like, you know what? Forget this fool. I don't want to ever talk about him. She ends up joining chess club. And Sylvie's obviously worried that she's in denial. And so she goes, you know what? In solidarity with my friend, I will not date anybody for two months. And then obviously a boy catches her eye. She's thinking, hmm, maybe I'll make it two weeks. And Eve has the the, the homework assignment was they have to do a, a movie review. I think she was doing Gone with the Wind. She gets a bad grade, but the teacher gives her another chance because obviously he's like, you know what, Eve, I think you're better than this. I'm going to give you another chance to write this essay. Give it to me by the end of the week sort of thing. And he tells her, look, for what it's worth, the pain of heartbreak does eventually go away again teen heartbreak it might it's it's the it's the worst feeling in the world but trust me teens if you're listening it does go away the pain does subside and 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 yes i am an expert all right take my word for it kids I think you got. It's one of those things that when you're a kid, there's no telling you this is going to feel so insignificant when you're older, right? There's there's no telling you that because 
when you're in that moment, it's the most important and most dramatic thing that's ever happened yes. and ever going to happen. Yes. Um, and then when you get older, you're like, where are man? I was just, I don't care about that anymore. Trust me. You'll look back on these days when you've grown up and you're going to think to yourselves, what in the hell was I doing? Yeah, and it's, it's also one of those things that, you know, when you're growing up, there's so much pressure to be, to fit in and to, you know, to conform and this and any other. And then as soon as you get to university or even in the workplace, conforming isn't what people are looking for. They want people quirky and different. So, like, all that fitting in you did when you were at school was a waste of time. It was a waste you know? of time. A fool's errand. Yeah, and one of those things that you can't tell them as well. Yeah, and because if you tell them that, then they'd be like, you don't understand me. You don't get You don't know, me. man. You weren't there. <laughs> if you only saw what I saw. <laughs> Trust me, kids. I know what's best for all y'all. Trust me, it will go away and you're going to be absolutely fine. Okay? Got it? Good. Right, back to the episode. So, yeah, Tim is basically going for a run. Meanwhile, because he's, you know, on the orders of his wife. Because she wants him to be, uh, wants him to get fit and all of that stuff. Eve gets a package from Adam, but it's uh, just a pair of old socks that he's like, you know what? Hey man, thank you for letting me borrow these socks. I'm just bringing them back for you. Peace. And that just gets her even more upset. And uh, Sylvie's like, you know what? If I can just hook Eve up with a date, then uh, I'll be off the hook and I'll be able to go out with this uh, boy I like. And so uh, I like how Eve is in a Tai Chi class and, she, and they do obviously the matrix kick. Shh, boom. And obviously she's not focusing because obviously she's like, you know what? You know what Tai Chi is all about? Focus and center. And you have to find your center. Yeah, she found the center right in, the, in between your nose, boy. Just bam, kicked him. And so Sylvie tries to get him to uh, hook up with, uh, I believe it's a... Uh, I wrote Geek Boy, but I think his name is uh, Lenny. Obviously, he's like, you know, Nervous Boy. I wrote Geek Boy. So, yeah, Geek Boy, he's trying to chat to Eve, but he's way too nervous. And so Sylvie's trying to teach this geek how to uh, talk. And so I like how this show had this little thing where they would do like uh, a Vox Pop kind of thing. So they're asking all these variety of kids about love and heartbreak. So one of them is going, oh. Oh, yeah, the little square boxes. That's like, oh, I, if I if I if I uh, break up with a girl, I'm gonna go out with another one. Plenty more fish in the sea, and then obviously one's going, "Oh, heartbreak is bad, and heartbreak is good for you." Character building and all those things. Eve is really struggling with her essay, and everywhere she goes, she just sees Adam and uh, Henry. That's his name. So Henry's asking Sylvie out, but Sylvie's like, "You know what? No, one more week, and then I'm gonna go out with you." So he's like, what What the hell? And then obviously Eve goes to Alana. And obviously Alana, she's like, you know what? I know how this feels. Teen heartbreak. I'm going to get you through it. And you know what? This is actually quite a, a decent point. I, It's not my thing that I would do. But she goes, you know what? The best way to get over heartbreak is you just have to wallow until the pain goes away. Just cry it out. Just let it all out and just wallow and uh, just do that. Honestly, you know what? I changed my mind, kids. All right. Don't, don't, you know, no, none of that stiff upper lip. Okay. All you have to do is just, yeah, wallow and let time 
heal the wounds. There's nothing like a good sulk every now and then, isn't there? <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm the worst. You know what, kids? Don't listen to me. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm... I'm 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 wiling out here. I'm wiling out. But uh no, this was really good. And obviously she's like, you know what, look, just 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 I know how it feels. The best thing to just do is just yeah, just let let just swallow, let the pain go away, sing all the sad songs in the world, and they're just basically having you know, a lot, a lot of fun. Henry, sadly, has moved on and he couldn't wait because obviously he's like, you know what, hey, we can go out together now. And obviously Henry's like, Yeah, I've already got a girl now. Sorry. And she's like, What? You couldn't wait for me. And obviously, Henry's like, wait for what? Bye. And then uh, the geek, God, what's it? Lenny, he gets the courage to ask Eve out, but it's way too late. Because obviously, Eve's like, you know what? I don't care about no boys. Eve gets an A for her essay, and she gets over Adam. Right, so, and then the finale, I watched the finale, Being True. So there's a, an end of year ball, end of season, semester ball, whatever they want to call it. And obviously Sylvie's not happy because the theme has changed. So it was ir- originally Tropical Aloha, but they changed it to Fancy Masquerade. So obviously I think at that sort of time, masquerade parties was the thing. Everyone looking ridiculous in their stupid little masks with their little eye thing. That was uh, I remember that was being I remember that was the the rave, and so obviously yeah, both Eve and Sylvie don't have dates, but uh, and obviously they're all winding up. Sylvie going, oh, you know what? Why don't you go on uh, chat rooms? Because that's where all the dateless losers go. <laughs> and and Sylvie's like, you know what? Maybe I will just do that. I'll go to uh, a chat room. For you ask, this is uh, not one of those episodes. So uh, this ain't like a Degrassi, ah, get out of that chat room and, and, and whatnot. This is a completely innocent episode, which uh, I appreciate them for that. Matt has a, a choice of girls and Eve is thinking I can go with uh, a boy called Sam that she likes. And I believe Sam was also in Neighbours. I believe he was, um, I want to say Jack Scully. Because do you remember the Scully family? Steph and Flick and the other girl, Lynn. Lynn, I remember Lynn. And obviously she had, you know, all these kids. Flick, Holly Valance. But um, yeah, I believe Jack Scully was uh, in, this, uh, in this episode. He think obviously Sam, he's with another girl. And so Eve is like, okay, whatever. And obviously Sam is like, hey, come and let's hang out or whatever. Yeah, so Sam is just basically telling Eve, you know what? I'm just glad that we're friends. And Eve is like, what the hell? I thought, like, she's thinking, I thought he was going to ask me to the ball. And Alana is basically telling Tim about a potential new house. And so, yeah, he's thinking, oh, maybe we're going to move out. Sylvie's talking to someone called James, a.k.a. Hunky Hunk. And her name is Styly Queen. And obviously she's like to Eve, oh, don't worry, I've seen a photo of him. He goes to the school and Sam's girlfriend, Imogen, is back from Japan. And obviously she's like, oh, I've been to Japan and I had sushi and it was so amazing and all this stuff. And Eve is just like, what the hell do you see in her kind of thing? And Imogen goes to Lenny to see if she could see if he can rig the pom king and queen. Obviously, she's like, yeah, you better you better rig it so that me and Sam 
win. Otherwise, yeah, there's going to be trouble for you. And Alana and Tim are looking at a flat. They've signed the papers, so they're going to be moving into this new flat and away from being next door. And obviously, Tim is quite apprehensive about the move. And so they find out that someone's been stealing her underwear. And so Tim is like, what? I can't leave. i got to protect all of y'all. If there's a, a thieving git in the neighborhood, I've, 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 I've got to watch out. And so he's like, you know what, Alana? I ain't moving out until we catch this uh, thief. And so Eve is asking her teacher advice about, you know, liking someone and all that stuff. And obviously he says, you know what? Being in love is easy, but being true is difficult. And Eve is talking to Sam and she's thinking, you know what? If we're just friends, then why did you leave me on? And obviously he's like, because obviously she's like, you know, we always talk late at night. We swap love songs. We do all of this stuff. Like, what's up? And obviously he's like, oh, you're being silly, man. We're just friends. What? It's what friends do. And it's obviously like, yeah, it's not, it's not really what friends do, is it? And so, uh, yeah, so, and, and obviously Tim was like, you know, I want to find the person who's nicking the knickers. The knickers knicker. I want to have to find him. I ain't leaving. And uh, Sylvie meets her date and is obviously the real person that they met in the chat room. So, uh, see, sometimes chat rooms can be uh, a success story. And uh, they're, st they're still, they're, they're just wearing their tropical Aloha outfit because they don't care. And Matt is asking a bunch of girls out, but it all catches up with him because they're all like, oh, he's going out with me. He's going out with me. And obviously he's like, ladies, ladies, there's plenty to go around and, and, and what have you. And James ends up having a really annoying laugh. And Sylvie's like, you know what? Yeah, I can't deal with you. I'm out of here. And uh, Eve is at home and not at the ball. So uh, her dad is talking to her. Again, he's uh, advising about, you know, boys. And obviously he's saying, you know what, boys, sometimes we don't know what they, they don't know what they want. And they're always more likely to make the wrong choice. And obviously he's thinking, you know what, I might be making the wrong choice by moving into this brand new house with Alana. So obviously, yeah, he's, he's, he's right. Because sometimes men, fellas, we don't know what we want. We just kind of go with the flow and vibes. So again, I think that's a pretty... Uh, valid point that he makes and Thomas and Tim takes Eve to the ball and say you know what look just go to the ball go get your man and so she goes and uh, she catches Sam's eye and the queen of the ball is Imogen but the king is Lenny so he rigged it for himself obviously Imogen is like <laughs> I'm gonna kill your geeky ass and all this stuff and and obviously it turns out that the pants thief is Jalen because he was using it because I don't think he wanted his dad to go and he was using it as a slingshot because he was trying to build a slingshot and obviously his parents were like, yeah, you can't be using a slingshot. And so Tim was like, you know what? I'm going to stay anyway because I don't think I want to move anywhere. And so Alana agrees and that kind of resolves itself. Sylvia is hiding from James and she ends up going to uh, the date with Matt instead. And so them two get together. Lenny is dancing with Imogen and she's not happy and wants to go because obviously he's like, you know, this, this is some uh, 
there's some ball jive. I, I, I want to go. And so Sam was like, you know what? I don't want to go. And uh, Sam's going up to Eve. And obviously Eve was like, yeah, get away from me. I'm thinking, what the hell did you come to this stupid ball for then? If you weren't here to see Sam. And obviously Sam, he, he gets the, uh, the mic and he's like, you know what? Listen, it's my fault. It's on me. I led her on. I did this. And yeah, they end up getting together. They have their dance and he confesses his love for Eve. And yes, everything came to uh, a nice, nice end. Um, I'm not sure if it's, like I said, that part of the world or anything, but they can't do any wrong for me. I think it, it was a great, great little show. Yeah, it was. It was, to be fair. I, 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 I did... I did like this show and again it kind of you know fulfills my remit of doing shows from uh, a different country and yeah can't get more uh, diverse than uh, Irish language and New Zealand so uh, we have to pick now between the two um not not an easy not a difficult pick for me this week um I think that just because, like, it's from that part of the world, I think that a clear winner is being Eve. But um, Afric was was a damn good show. Like, again, there was no 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 kind of no loser here. Um, but definitely, being Eve was just pipped it for me. And you know, hopefully, at some point, we'll do Summer Heights High as well because that's like one of my all time favorite shows ever. Summer Heights High. <laughs> good stuff. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I, I really, I'm really struggling to pick, to be honest. I just kind of basically gone only because New Zealand's prime minister is Jacinda Ardern. I'm gonna go with B and Eve. Yeah, she's a she's a pro, man. She's definite pro. Like, I like, I like her work. I like her work. I like what she's about, and just because of her, I'm gonna pick B and Eve, and the accent as well. Can't beat a good New Zealand accent. And uh, yeah, so uh, there you go, B and E. But you know, Africa was a really, really good show too. And yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would love to uh, speak with uh, Africa herself. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say her Irish name because I can't pronounce it, and I'm not gonna butcher it any more <laughs> yeah. than I already have. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave with my, uh, with my dignity intact in that respect. But no, B and E was super great new zealand and uh yeah shout out to you guys main event time and uh woo it's a it's a hell of a main event hell of a main event tracy beaker so uh the show first came out in january 2002 and uh, some of the things happening in the world the euro is officially introduced in the eurozone countries the former currencies of all the countries that use the euro cease to be legal tender on february 28th the open skies mutual surveillance treaty initially signed in 1992 officially enters into force president george w bush signs the no child left behind act to law black hawk down was in the cinemas and the aforementioned Elia was number one in the charts with more than a woman um and it starred a young mark ronson in this video 
is very noticeable for uh, his uh, cameo in 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 the video. But um, yeah, I think this, yeah, this was her not the last thing that she recorded. I think the last music video she recorded was "Rock the Boat." But I think yeah, she recorded this one more than "Woman" the video and uh, "Rock the Boat," and then. Uh, yeah, after that, she uh, sadly passed away. But no, Aaliyah was, uh, she was like one of the best, like, young music artists of, 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 of our time. And when, and when she, uh, when she passed, it was, uh, it was a major, major, major thing. Except for you, because you had no bloody idea who Aaliyah was, did you? No, I didn't, but I did research about the plane crash. I just saw it now. You should follow aviation rules. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and don't flood the plane with stuff. And people. I think it was one of those where they just thought, you know what, it's the Bahamas. We're only going to the States. It's not going to be that long. I don't think it's a, a particularly long flight. But uh, I'm sure if there was an inquest, then it would have been a very um, very interesting inquest. And uh, I think the findings would have been uh, pretty damning to be perfectly honest with you but uh no Aaliyah was one of the one of the biggest stars of of the day she was and this was like uh probably know her music i just don't know her name if you see what i mean yeah she, she had a massive hit try again that was like probably a, a there was a, a huge huge hit huge hit I'll, whilst you're going through the next show i'll um google some of her hits and see if i know <laughs> i doubt you do but uh anyway Tracy Beaker. So this was a uh, British television uh, series adapted from the book of the same name by Jacqueline Wilson. And the iconic theme song was written and performed by Keisha White. And after first appearing as the main character in Jacqueline Wilson's 1991 book, The Story of Tracy Beaker, she then appeared in the children's television series of the same name portrayed by Danny Harmer and its sequel series, Tracy Beaker Returns, as well as numerous spin-offs, Jacqueline Wilson books, a play and a video game, as she reprised her role, Danny Harmer, in uh, My Mum, Tracy Beaker, in the 2021 series, which we'll touch on a little bit later. Yeah, so Tracy lives in a care home, and it's referred to as a dumping ground. She has a wild imagination and regularly breaks rules, and as such, she's considered a bad role model by parents. And in Tracy Beaker Returns, she works as a care worker at the dumping ground. And she's mentioned a number of times in the spin-off The Dumping Ground before making a guest appearance in two episodes. And fun fact is the Tracy Beaker books were the most loaned books from public libraries in the United Kingdom between the year 2000 and 2010. Yeah, so the reason why it's called uh, the dumping ground is because it's where children are dumped when they are past their sell-by date. And she's been described as a modern heroine who with regular looks and curly brown hair. And it is revealed that she has been placed in care, not because she is an orphan, but because her mother could not look after her. See, that's, that's, that's no excuse. I don't know about you. It might, it might be different because you are actually uh, a parent. I I, th I think that uh, each person's like um, circumstances are you know unique, right? But I mean, I would have thought that uh, as a parent, I would have thought no one can look after my child better than me. 
and obviously my wife. Um, I'm just talking about me as in like at us. Um, but yeah, I th- maybe they just don't have the. I think I'm being harsh. Maybe I'm being harsh, but um, I don't know if it's one of those where if you're if you haven't got help from your partner or your partner has passed away and it's just you and your kid alone and, and no money and stuff like that you know maybe some maybe a care home is the best place because you can't afford to feed you both you know yeah yeah like i said maybe maybe i'm just being harsh and being an idiot but uh the way it's kind of looked like that it's... i mean if you yeah i mean if you can't be bothered that's another that's another story yeah 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 if 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 you can't and you won't it's i guess it's too different different things isn't it if you can't look after yeah, exactly. your kid or if you won't look after your kid this this are two um two different things and yeah speaking of tracy's mother she imagines that her mother is a hollywood star who'll collect her one day carly beaker who is yeah really a film star but she does stunts as revealed in tracy beaker's movie of me her personality has been described as bossy and rebellious whilst likable and creative She's been estranged from her mother, Tracy, for a long period and regularly disagrees with the staff and children at the dumping ground. On top of this, she has been rejected by two sets of foster parents, one time because the couple looking after her were about to have a baby and could not keep Tracy with them, much to her distress. And originally introduced in the book, The Story of Tracy Beaker to date, the character has appeared in two further books, The Dare Game, and she also appeared in Red Nose Day's special called Tracy Beaker's Dumping Heart. Similar to uh, Wilson's other characters, Tracy Beaker is a child from a difficult background dealing with issues in a cynical manner. Her fan base is primarily girls between 8 and 14, as 90% of those who turn up to Jacqueline Wilson's book signings are in that group. And in its description of Tracy, an article for the Herald Scotland states, Though her life is bleak, Tracy is funny, imaginative, articulate and hopeful, like all Wilson's heroines. And a Liverpool Echo article describes Tracy as a heroine, a cult character who could be played by any actress. Some characters of this show, obviously you can't do each and every one of them, but I'll just do some of the uh, recognisable ones. So obviously Tracy Beaker is the main protagonist. Mike is the lovable, kind, but firm guardian to the children. And he's able to kind of do anger and humor and, you know, be firm but fair. Cam is the struggling turned successful author and Tracy's eventual adoptive mother. Elaine. Elaine the Pain. She's uh, Elaine Boyack. And she was uh, Tracy's uh, social worker. Duke is the uh, care worker, but also uh, a dumping grounds chef and gardener. Jenny was the strict care worker, but she cares for the young people a lot. Justine Littlewood, who is the arrival of uh, Tracy Beaker. Crash, who was a quite a bad and short-tempered kid due to his background. Ben, who was Tracy's best friend, and he seemed to be living on the streets until we find out that he isn't, and he lives at home with his mom and dad. Obviously, some other characters. So, obviously, Louise, who was uh, Tracy's best friend originally. But then, when Tracy left, she made friends with Justine. Adele, Bouncer, Lol, and Jackie are some of the other characters. So, Tracy Beaker. 
Okay, so full disclosure, I was watching this probably to like an age where it was probably like a bit. I shouldn't have been watching cart- uh, cartoons or TV shows like this. This was one of the best TV shows I watched as a kid, like hands down. And even revisiting it and now having not seen it for for many, 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 many years, this, this was so good. This is so. And one thing that struck me now that I've learned later in life is what a diverse cast for its for its um for its for its time i thought this was i I thought it was great um uh something i definitely didn't like pay attention to when i was younger but yeah looking at it now great it was a really really decent and this is one of the shows that was like as you know i was talking about it earlier where like all the cool kids say i don't watch that because i'm cool and i I watch this deep meaningful stuff everyone was watching tracy beaker man i don't care what you what you say everyone was watching the show yeah absolutely this was like a a cult hero like in the in in the 90s and it's just one of those where ev- not 90s but 2000s this was like sort of the the height of when cbbc was literally now taking people from citv it was kind of like tracy beaker was like the moment where everybody was like you know what yeah citv's had its day it's had its run and everybody was just filing over now to uh cbbc after school and you know there's no 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 more you know symbolic of that than uh, tracy beaker yeah this is like a an iconic show everybody who kind of grew up in that era like you said were watching tracy beaker whether they want to admit that they were or not that's another that's another thing but yeah i i ain't gone front you ain't gone front we we watched tracy beaker thought it was dope the theme song so iconic so iconic so iconic that stormzy used it at the end of his superheroes track which i thought was such a nice touch and yeah real ones know real ones know when you heard that bit everybody was talking about that it's just it's so iconic doesn't matter what may come my way believe me now i will win someday like it's 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 great it's a powerful line it's 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 yeah it's one of those where if you know you know like i just i remember listening to it for the first time then hearing that and i'm thinking oh my god he used the tracy beaker he used the tracy beaker everything about this show was great like just the little stuff about it justine littlewood and tracy like the rivalry that they had with each other it was it was great it was it was it was fun to watch and yeah it was it was just as good as it was almost 20 years ago now yeah yeah it's crazy it's crazy it's been that long but yeah like i um i thought this was awesome man yeah i just trying to like put my finger on why it was like so good but it was it's one of those shows man it's always on it was always on yeah right? yeah yeah and you know what tra- you know what it reminds me of this show reminds me of Degrassi. You know how Degrassi managed to keep its core characters and kind of move with the times and keep it fresh in that respect. And I think that's what Tracy Beaker did brilliantly well. And it tried to appeal to new generations. So obviously our generation would have grown up with the story of Tracy Beaker. Some other people will grow up with Tracy Beaker Returns obviously you get to know her and then you get to know the new characters of that show 
And then you get to know the dumping ground, which is a completely different show, which isn't really with Tracy Beaker, but it's like other kids. So you're learning about all these other kids and what they do. And then now for today's audience, you get to see my mum, Tracy Beaker. Yeah. who And for a lot of parents, that, so, so a lot of people that are now parents as well. Like, yeah. Watching, you know, watching, um, watching Tracy Beaker. Because they're watching it going, oh, when I was your age, this is what I was watching. And so now you're going to watch Tracy Beaker with your whole, you know, my whole grown ass was watching this, uh, my mom, Tracy Beaker, and thinking, oh, damn, this is uh, pretty good. I might, I might, I might, I might watch it to the end. But uh, no. Yeah, I don't remember any other TV shows as well that are about a children's home. Were, were, were there any? Like, I know The Queen's Nose did a series where. Arthur and his missus, they they open a children's home. I know they did that, but not not anything like yeah, in the sense of like oh you know, set in a primarily in a children's home, with kids with uh, everything that kind of goes with that. But yeah, yeah it was really tragic lines as well. They're in that they're in the uh, in the show. Like it's yeah, but it's yeah. Great. No, it was it was it was really good, and uh, obviously it's based on the books. So you know you got we got we got shout out Jacqueline Wilson. What, yeah, completely. Great shame. I don't know any other Jacqueline Wilson books. She's probably written a ton of books, and you know, all she's probably known for now is Tracy Beaker. I'm not sure if it's Jacqueline Wilson that actually illustrates her books or if it's somebody else that illustrates them. But they have, um, all of her books have that distinct illustration. It's a bit like Roald Dahl with the Quentin Blake um, illustrations in it. She has a very distinctive um, look about her books. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone else did uh, illustrate. I'm sure there's... One second. I'm sure there's a famous one. Right, so we'll talk about... Um episodes that we watched i do have a summary of everything that happened in the series so uh so these are episodes but like i was going to do the same thing as you but just like kind of do a series rundown but i watched some specific episodes just to like um just to fall in love with the show again so so basically it starts off tracy's being some of these notes are a bit rushed because um this one this one was definitely retrospective so uh tracy was being dumped back at a care home and um this is the one where the foster parents were having a baby, I think. Um, it wasn't actually referenced, but I got that message. I got kind of got that vibe. So someone's been given her room um, and she, she go, kind of goes to her room. And she's like, my room's changed kind of thing. And then she goes to another room and she said, Mike should foster her. Justine is the new girl. This is where you kind of introduce to their rivalry. Uh, Tracy goes snooping in Justine's room and she breaks her clock. She runs off um, and she meets um well she, she kind of runs away and she meets this this is where you meet ben in the town he gives a chocolate he kind of pretends to be this like kind of suave street wise guy um and like you said later on you learn that he just lives with his parents uh mike comes in comes and gets her jenny tells her off tracy goes in and, and shouts sorry and everyone kind of jumps up and like um <laughs> um then tracy speaks to justine um because her dad's supposed to be coming around but she's kind of waiting for him then her dad does come and she's kind of a little bit like a little bit kind of jealous. Uh, then Lou and Tracy end up having a proper fight. They used to be friends, but they haven't spoken to each other for a while. Louise is like chucking some proper digs in. I didn't write them down, but she's like proper like going in on like, um, you no wonder your mum's not coming to get you and this and that and the other. And it's a bit like, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you deserve that, Louise. When Tracy just yeah. completely goes after her and... 
Yeah, so Tracy has to go in the timeout room, and then when she comes out, she goes and says sorry, and she's got a megaphone, and she says, like, calling all witnesses. And then she's this like... Great. Um, she's I'm... on top of Jenny's car. <laughs> yeah, and then Jenny's like, get down. And she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I thought that was like a really nice end to the first episode. Very funny, even after all this time, like in a kid's TV show, I was laughing. Um, episode two, slightly less notes on this one. Uh, Justin and Lou run off because it's t- they're going to be late. Uh, ben arrives with loads of like kind of got a phone and a, a, wa- a Walkman thing, CD Walkman thing. Uh, Mum on edge. Oh, so he she's talking about how because he think he she thinks that he stole all that stuff, and then she says about Mum on the edge and how they used to steal stuff from like Tower of London and stuff. Um, she takes Ben back to the dumping ground and like wants to hide him in his room. Justin kind of sees her and shops her in, and then um. Uh, Lou's like, we don't snitch here. Um, then Duke, uh, meanwhile, Duke finds a mouse in the, he finds evidence of mice in the cupboard and they ca- he catches one with the boys and then he's like, right, where's my mallet? And the boys are like, kind of fall in love with it. But they they let it go and then it just comes back in the house. They go back and there's people, uh, so um, Tracy managed to sneak him up into the bedroom and she's like, oh, I'm going to get some food for us. She goes down and, the, and Duke's finished the pizza. Um, she takes two slices but she gets caught by Jenny. And then she has to go and eat downstairs. Um, Justine tells Jenny there's a there's a boy upstairs in in her bedroom, and she goes upstairs and Lou is there, and she's like, "Oh no, it's Lou Lou the whole time." And then Ben's phone goes off and he goes, "Don't worry, it's the right number." And then Tracy Beaker says, um, "Can you shoot me after dinner because I'm starving?" And that was the uh, one of episode, that was episode sorry that was series one done for me. Um, so yeah, so some of the other stuff that happened in series one. So Tracy, this is where she meets Cam. And uh, obviously, you know, she's just a struggling author, has no intention of being a, a foster mum. Yeah, so she wants, and obviously Tracy wants to be a writer and she wants to make a good impression. But then uh, Cam's obviously, yeah, still undecided. And, you know, he wants to try and, she wants to see Cam in person. And yeah, she's just basically like, look, I'm, I want to... Um, you know, be 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 with you and kind of thing, and she wants to kind of get to know her. And uh, Cam's like, you know what? Look, I'm still thinking about it. And uh, Cam is thinking, you know what, Tracy? Can you move in with me? And uh, Tracy's like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, move in. I'll move in. And then she packs, and then she's yeah, you know what? Like, bye, everyone. Woo, I'm leaving. Deuces. Peace out. Season two starts and Tracy is back in the dumping ground because she set fire to Cam's kitchen. And after this incident, Tracy refuses to talk to Cam. So Elaine is trying to resolve as she's trying to get them back together. And yeah, so uh, yeah, com- yeah, basically Tracy and Cam sneak off and Tracy decides to show Cam what it's like to be her. And so Tracy just disappears at the shops and she basically says, you know what, this is how it felt when Cam left her and yeah, so they're back on track with their friendship and they're talking again. And basically uh, Kate Tracy meets Ben's aunt and uncle, Kate and Jasper, and they decide that they want to foster her. But then uh, Tracy is thinking, you know what? Oh, this is great. But then she would have to move to Scotland and far away from the dumping ground and her best friends and Cam. And in the end, Tracy decides to go to Scotland, but only just for a holiday. Series three. So take it away with your series three. 
Right, so um, this starts off on, um, and Tracy's on the phone, and um, Elaine's late. Everyone's kind of like eating chocolate and lazing around. There's a new head care worker due to to be here, so uh, Tracy smells an opportunity, and she's like, um, um, when she comes, she's like, I'm Tracy. I'm Tracy. I'm the longest serving person here, so you know, I'm your kind of right hand woman kind of thing. And then the the new, the new head is like a bit she wants to move tracy to a new care home because she thinks she's too kind of like settled there then tracy says right i'm going to live with cam but cam's already she's just got an offer to do a writer's course in new york um uh and then all the kids protest and they sit outside um because they don't want her to go uh and this is so it was cara Riedel, who's a young uh well, she was a young actress and comedian who was who was there and and then um cam comes and lays it down she kind of like tells um the new um uh, new head care worker shelly like this is how it's going down you don't know anything um and then Shelley agrees to let her stay so episode two was um justine was showing off about her new earrings and then um tracy's like i'm gonna have i'm gonna have earrings and a nose thing and everything it's gonna look great it's gonna look better than yours cam sends a postcard from new york uh justine's like saying oh it sounds like she's having a great time she's never going to come back kind of teasing her um and then shelly says like i'll hear all about i'll hear all of your ideas for change and then everyone come kind of gives her thing uh nathan is late uh, but he was getting hair dye and then shelly throws away this um girl's blankie i don't know the little girl's name uh and then justin finds the hair dye that nathan brought in and says like, i dare you to dye your hair um, she does, and it goes green. Um, everyone laughs at Tracy when she goes downstairs into the um, into the food hall. Then they have a food fight. Tracy finds the blanket, um, and then uh, then she kind of gives it to Shelley, and Shelley says, "Like, okay, I'll take you to the hairdresser to get your hair dyed back to the way it was." And then she says, "You know what? You've been really good, so I'll give you the um, I'll, I'll get your ears pierced whilst we're there." And she goes, "No thanks. Just can you just tell Justine that I'm not allowed to do it because I don't want my ears pierced." And that was episode. That was series three done. So yeah, in the, in 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 the middle of all of that, there was a Tracy Beaker movie, the movie of me. So it's uh, Tracy's birthday, and Cam is saying for her birthday that she wants to foster Tracy. And obviously, now that we're getting on again, I want to foster you. But uh, Tracy's mum, Carly, turns up, and Tracy just basically chucks fizzy pop at her mum. And yes, yeah, it's picked up by uh, she's picked up with a pink limousine. And, you know, the film set has been transformed for a birthday party. Tracy thinks that Carly did all of this, but it was Cam. And Cam agrees to take Tracy to see Carly. And Tracy informs Carly that it's her 13th birthday, which Carly totally forgot about. And Cam says, you know what? Look, just let me foster Tracy. I will look after her. I will be her mum kind of thing. And yeah, so Carly allows that to happen. And yeah, so the movie is just basically, you know, making it official. Okay, so series four. So um, I watched the first episode of that, which I believe was called Return to Sender. And uh, yeah, Tracy is now living with Cam in her house. And the new dumping ground isn't too far away from them. So uh because obviously now it's, it's just new kids now in the uh, the dumping ground. The old kids are pretty much uh, all gone. Yeah, the funny, the interesting thing about Justine was that she was brought to the dumping ground because her dad couldn't cope with uh, the death of her mum. 
So he, you know, put put her into care because he was like, you know what, I can't look after you, and I will only take you back once I can. And yeah, and I think that's what happens with Justine. Yeah, Cam is obviously, you know, Tracy's trying to paint a rainbow in the living room, and obviously Cam's like, what are you doing to my house, you silly girl kind of thing? Why don't you go and see the dumping ground kids? And obviously Crash and Jackie were like her mates, and they're wondering where Tracy is. And Elaine brings in three new kids, Roxy, Rio, and Chantel, and they're the Wellards. And they look like trouble because they're Wellard. And they're causing mayhem already. Tracy's bored in the house with nothing to do. And so obviously all the other kids are like terrified of the Wellards. And only crashes like, you know, we need to stand up to them. Why are you all running away? And so, you know, he's just left alone with the Wellards. And Tracy's bored in the house with nothing to do. All the other kids come to visit. And they're like, look, you need to help us. You need to help us with the Wellards. And so, uh, yeah, so Tracy ends up leading uh, the fight back. And, uh, yeah, the Wellards are put in their place. And then... I watched an episode called Best of Enemies and Tracy and Cam are messing about in the kitchen and Elaine comes around. There's a bit of ketchup on uh, Tracy's blouse and Elaine is thinking, oh my God, what the hell's happening? And obviously Cam is like, yeah, calm down, Elaine. It's just a bit of ketchup. And obviously Elaine is like, phew. And so Elaine is like to Tracy, hey, look, why don't you come to this uh, fancy hotel? And uh, it's, a so- it's like a posh do. There's, you know, lovely spread bit of cake and obviously uh tracy's like yeah whatever i'm not really interested meanwhile back at the dumping ground crash gets a ring from his mum, but he doesn't want it because he's like you know what it's cheap and dirty just like my dad and he just basically throws it on the bed and elaine is bribing tracy with trainers going hey if you want to come to this thing you can have these nice fancy trainers and obviously tracy's like okay whatever i'll take the trainers and Cam is burning pizza, so uh, Tracy's like, you know what? I'm going to go have lunch at this hotel. And she's going to the shops to see if she could uh, do some shopping. And she runs into Justine Littlewood. Dom, dom, dom. She's like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Yeah, I'm just buying a shot, you know, buying a dress. And they just, you know, give each other dirty looks and just walk away. Back at the dumping ground, Chantel ends up taking the ring and obviously crashes like, it's my ring. How the hell are you going to steal my ring? And she's like, no, it's my ring. I found it. And so LOL is basically doing this whole, you know, Jerry Springer, what happened kind of thing. And so they're at the do and Tracy and Justine are both there and Duke is there. And obviously Tracy's like, what the hell are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I've been invited. And they're, and, and, and they're all wearing the same trainers that Elaine got them. And obviously, this was all a ruse so that I think Elaine is being award. She's getting an award and she wants people to like say, oh, what an amazing care social worker Elaine is. And obviously, they realize that they've been set up because obviously, yeah, it's a your favorite care worker celebration. And so, journalist is approaching Tracy and Justine, and Duke joins in and they're basically telling them all about Elaine the pain. And obviously, Elaine's talking to another person going, Oh, I've done all these things with these kids. Look at all the kids that I brought here. Um, you know, they're they 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 they're all been part of my care under my watch. And 
yeah, Crash walks out of the whole thing and says, you know what, Chantel, you can keep the ring. I couldn't care less. And so Tracy is suggesting to the journalists that they write an article about Duke instead. And so, yeah, Tracy and Justine are basically sitting down and they're just talking and they're like, you know what? Yeah, dumping ground. What memories, eh? What memories? Other things that happened in season four. Bouncer goes to live in a halfway house because I think he's he turns 16. Tracy meets Cam's mother and her adoptive grandmother and surprisingly likes her, which she didn't expect. Yeah, so that was pretty much season four. Nothing else too significant happens. Series five is it doesn't have a some episodes are without Tracy. So it's basically we get to know the uh, the dumping ground kids more. I think Justine comes back because she doesn't like her dad's new wife and she doesn't like I think they're having a baby and everything and she doesn't really doesn't really like all of that. And yeah, I think yeah, it didn't include Danny Harmer because she was suffering from migraines during filming. But then uh, she decides that, you know what, Cam, she meets a, a guy called Gary. And they're basically uh, talking about moving in together and all that stuff. And then it's kind of decided that Cam and Gary will get married. And then the last episode was the wedding episode. Kids are all excited. Um, but Cam is having second thoughts because obviously Tracy's like, I don't want things to change. I thought it was always going to be me and you, Cam. And she and then Cam is like, you know what? I don't know if we should go through with the wedding. And she's like, you know what? Gary, go talk to Tracy. And obviously Gary's like, are you crazy? Like she's gonna like slam the door in my face. She doesn't want to hear anything from me. But obviously Cam's like, look, just go and go and talk to the girl. Try and you know see if you can get anywhere with her. And Crash basically gets a, an offer from Space Nut Comic Book, and they want him to do like drawings and illustrations. He's like, Tracy, look, please come with me. I'm going to be really, really nervous. And yeah, so Tracy's thinking that Cam is going to be changed everything. She thinks that Crash and Jackie are setting her up just so that you can talk to Gary. And Mike is talking to Tracy and he's saying, look, you sure you don't want to come to the wedding? You know, you can talk to me. It's me, Mike, and all that stuff. Because obviously he comes back because he leaves halfway through season one, but then he comes back. Obviously, he's like the most popular and most best. With significantly less hair. <laughs> Man, he didn't, he didn't have hair in the first season. Shoot. I think he, I mean, you can see that he's trying to like, you know, do what I'm doing and, you know, paste over the, the missing bits. Tracy's in tears and she's like, I don't want to go to this wedding. Crash and Jackie are like, you know what, we're going to keep you company. And... Tracy's thinking the whole reason why she doesn't want to get married because she thinks that Cam's going to have a baby. But Crash is like, don't be silly. Of course, you know, she loves you. And Tracy gives her approval and Cam and Gary get married. And then they're like, you know what? And Cam is going up to Tracy go, you know what? Look, I don't want to foster you. And obviously Tracy's thinking, yeah, okay. Of course I understand. And she's like, you know what? I want to adopt you. And then it kind of got me thinking, okay, there's a difference between when you foster a child and when you adopt a child. And I remember learning about that in public affairs. Not that I remember the uh, the, the the complete ins and outs, but I do know that. When you adopt someone, when you become their legal parent, like the, the, the actual parents have no like kind of claim to them anymore, if you see what I mean. Yeah, whereas fostering is kind of like 
You're looking after yeah, them. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a bed and three meals, but uh, adoption, yeah, is, is basically going all in. And yeah, Justine and Tracy are sitting on the stoop and they're reflecting on an end of an era. New kid comes through and she just screams, bog off! Like uh, Tracy would. <laughs> and that was the end of Tracy Beaker. Until Tracy Beaker returns. So I believe this show came out in 2010. Yeah, so I watched uh, a couple of episodes from Tracy Beaker Returns. So, uh, yeah, she basically is a, a writer. She publishes a book about, you know, being uh, adopted by Cam. But Tracy takes £6,000 from Cam's credit card, ends up getting arrested for it. And Cam is just basically like, what the hell have you done, Tracy? You done stole this money from me. I'm in New York. I ain't got two pennies to rub together. What the hell is going on? And, you know, giving it the whole thing. And, yeah, and Tracy ends up getting nicked for it. And then Cam is, like, leaving all these messages on her phone. She's in the nick. She's in the police station. And, obviously, she's thinking, oh, my God, what, what the hell, what the hell? And, obviously, they're like, you know, look, what you've done is a serious crime. This is fraud. This is credit card fraud. Because, obviously, Cam was like, because, obviously, Tracy's like, oh, it's Cam. She's let me borrow it. I'm going to pay her back. But they were like, no, Cam told us that that money was taken. And obviously, I think Cam did it as a lesson to Tracy. But she didn't think that the police were going to go all the way with it because that's what they did. And then there's another kid who basically was supposed to be the dumping ground. But he ends up getting a, he ends up going to the police station because he stole some clothes or whatever. And Mike has to go pick up that kid from the police station. And so, yeah, um, the police officer comes into the, the 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 cell where Tracy's staying and he's saying, look, I'm going to let you go, but on two conditions. You have to write a weekly column for my local newspaper because you're a writer. Because obviously he's, he's looking at the book going, oh, you know what? You're a writer. I need someone to do a weekly column by close of play every week. And you have to pay back every penny that you took to from camp. And obviously he's chased that, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, or else you're going to be charged with fraud. And so Mike comes along and he's like, oh, Tracy, what's up? We saw you on TV with your book. And he's like, you know, haha, good to see you, like sort of thing. Tracy goes home. She's listening to all these messages that Cam left. She's like, you know what? I can't face this. I'm just going to run away. So she packs her bags, goes to the dumping ground. And so, yeah. Someone lets her in. She's like, oh, I'm looking for Mike. You know, I, I used to I used to stay here in the dumping ground. And all the kids are like, oh, my God, you're the author on TV. And obviously she's like, yeah, I used to stay in the dumping ground when I was a kid. I used to um, live here and and, and, and and whatnot. And obviously Cam was like, look, Tracy, I'm sorry. Can you um, forgive me sort of thing? Like, like I, you know, I'm, I'm still angry that you took the credit card. And then obviously Mike comes along and he's like, you know what? You're so good with these kids. How about I offer you a job to be uh, an assistant? And obviously the other lady is like, yeah, I don't really trust that she was arrested. But obviously Michael's like, listen, I know her. It's on me. I can vouch for Tracy. She's going to work here. End of. And so, yeah, she gets the job there. And obviously she, one of the things that she does is that she obviously... One of the kids is like, 
she she always like tells stories to her little brothers and sisters to her little sisters and obviously the care workers like you know go, go and get to bed get to bed but she always ends up because obviously she's like oh i have to stay here because two kids can't sleep without me but it's the the bigger sister that can't sleep without the kids and tracy susses that and so and obviously mike is like yeah i need someone that can suss things out like this who knows the kids who knows what what it's like being in the dumping ground so obviously mike's like yeah she's staying and um the the series finale of this was uh tracy she thinking you know what i'm about to get my dream job and the the newspaper are like you know what you can get this job but one condition you have to write uh an article about you know the dumping ground and the kids and if you get and if you do this article properly then yeah, you're going to get your dream job. It's your dream job. There it is. So Tracy's thinking, you know what? Right, I'm going to get these kids to talk to me. But obviously the kids are like, no, we're not going to talk to you. You're only using us so you can get your dream job. You know, stop this. Liam, the boy who got arrested, was like, I thought you were different. I thought I thought you were our mates. I thought you wanted to um, wanted to be with us. But then obviously tracy's thinking oh my god my dream job's on the line these kids won't help me and obviously mike is like look i'm not going to get involved and obviously he's talking to cam about maybe adopting again and cam was like yo i'm not really into all of that adopting we don't talk about gary gary is ancient history and uh all of that and then obviously two kids are over here and going look if we talk to tracy and we um give our quotes then maybe cam will adopt us and obviously they're getting the wrong end of the stick and then yeah eventually trace is like look i'm not going away i'm just gonna be on the end of a phone and obviously the kids all then agree to help her she writes an amazing article she's got uh simple minds don't you forget about me bled out and i think that's how the uh the episode ends with that song and i just thought yep very very nostalgic and obviously young kids probably thinking, oh my God, what the hell is this song? And yeah, she gets off the job and she's thinking, you know what? It's my dream job. It's my dream come true. But I think what she realizes is obviously her dream job might not necessarily be the job that she's meant to do. And so she's thinking, you know what? I'm going to stay with you kids. I'm going to be a care worker and I'm going to get my qualifications. She's like, you know what? I don't need to be a writer because I know I can do it. This is the proof. And they publish the article. And then, yeah, it ends with um, Tracy. She decides to go work in a different care home. She's replaced with uh, someone else. And, yeah, so she um, she's jealous of the new uh, care worker because she does everything. So she shaves a girl's life after she has an allergic reaction. But, yeah, she um, decides that, look, I'm going to leave for good. And then there was the dumping ground, which was in 2013. It was just basically chronicles of people in the dumping ground. I think it's all the kids from Tracy Beaker Returns, except for Tracy Beaker herself. And I think, yeah, she only makes a couple of guest appearances in the last couple of episodes. And finally, in 2021, my mum, Tracy Beaker, which premiered in February 2021. And obviously, yeah, it follows on from the events of its predecessors, the story of Tracy Beaker, Tracy Beaker Returns and the dumping ground and montana thompson returns to play justine littlewood i remember like seeing this on online she looks exactly the same have you noticed 
exactly the same. She ain't changed one bit. Montana Thompson, shout out to you, Justine Littlewood. She's still, you know, badass Justine. I'm like, yes, let's go. Let's go. And yeah, so this came out. And uh, talk about the episode that you watched. Right, so I only watched the first one, um, you know, just to get a look. And one thing I noticed, it was like, this definitely appealed to both ends of the spectrum. So it appealed to the the the, uh, the people that used to watch it, and it appealed yeah, to the kids. Yeah, that's my so, whole point, because you were obviously thinking, oh, it was a bit adult. No, is it, no is it, what I meant was, like, you, an adult could watch it, and it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's a good show, you know? I think it's deliberate. Um, yeah. Uh, so my mum, Tracy Beaker, um... So it starts off that Tracy Beaker's done every job you can think of. Um, she's been a waitress. She's been she's a dog walker, and she's and she's also got a daughter called Jess. So she's reading um, she, as she's taught as you're learning about what Tracy Beaker's done. She's actually reading a who inspired who inspires me uh, assignment that she has to do for school. And this kid Kyron teases her, rips a book, and then whilst he's ripping the book he takes takes one to the face <laughs> um he deserved that yeah completely um tracy beaker decides to go kickboxing after talking to oh so basically the kids get in trouble and she goes out there and she's like kind of ripping into the teacher and she the teacher says and this is one thing i really hate when someone talks to you in the moment of your anger and says do you want to deal with your anger issues that is not a thing to say to an angry person. That's going to get you a smack in the teeth. That is such an like an antagonistic thing to say to a, to a, someone that's angry, isn't it? If you uh, you got got anger anger issues, uh, if you want to deal with your anger issues, it's like no, I got anger issues. I'm angry right now, and you're making it worse. So. <laughs> um, anyway, so I I that yeah that, that that kind of annoys me. Um, and the teacher says basically you can go to these kickboxing lessons. So she goes there, and I wasn't sure if this was a throwback to um Tracy Beaker or if Sean Godfrey is a real person, but it turns out that he was a footballer. He's um basically she. He gives her a free membership because it's someone that used to know, and he used to be called football, and she doesn't kind of you know know that world, so she has no idea that he was actually a pro footballer. So she goes out with this guy. Cam's looking after him. I was, I, was, I like the fact that Cam was back. I was like, yeah, because I, I heard her voice first, and I was like, Cam's back. Yes, because um, she was definitely one of the best characters in in the original. Mm-hmm. And so he takes her out, and they're kind of being like papped, and she's not used to it, and she, he's kind of being fake and show offy, and she and then she kind of like said. That's it. I'm out of here, kind of thing. Uh, but she ends up giving him a second chance because he kind of says, "All right, I was being fake. I'm sorry." And then she goes, "Well, only I'll go out for you as long as I can pick where we go." And they end up going to a chicken shop. Daughter sees him like kind of kissing, and she's she's jealous. Um, so he's trying. So he's basically trying to kind of win him, win her over, win Jess over, and win Tracy over. He t- um, she's looking at this, showing uh, him this dog that she's she's um wants to adopt but she's not allowed dogs in her house and he takes him to her house and he's adopted the dog and he's got a pool and um they're like oh yeah let's move in with him and i was like this is all moving a bit quick but i'm guessing this has happened over a few months daughter isn't happy she's very sulky about it and then tracy talks to her daughter said look this is what we could have all this stuff and that um and then they're in his house again and this is when I would have wrapped that plate around his face if he's talking to the kids like this, right? So he's like pushing the daughter to eat this steak and he's like, look. Prime fillet steak. Yeah, it's prime fillet steak. I would have killed her that when I was your age. Um, and then she's like, dude, it's rare. Like, and, and to be fair, what kid eats a rare steak? 
you you know, you've got to wait until you're old enough to have a rare steak. Yeah, this is like, he's kind of rude to her about it. And that's just when, like, as Tracy Beaker, I would have smashed that plate around, around his face. Um, uh, then anyway, she walks out. She's, she says something really cool. She says, um, no one tells the Beaker girls what to do or something like that. And they walk out and this, and then he comes with a car and he comes with the pink Cadillac that she always envisaged her mum driving around in, in Hollywood. And then he says he loves her and he says he's sorry. And then he asks her to marry him. And that was the end of the episode. Like, really good. Like, like actually genuinely really cool show yeah um i think okay so obviously there's two more episodes and i think in the um in the episodes i think that's when we see justine yeah so i didn't see her but i did see like pictures so videos are in the trailer and stuff yeah so i think justine she is doing business with sean and that's how they kind of you know get together and whatnot and I think what Tracy's trying to do is, um, you know, reconcile with her past. So obviously she's like, you know what? It, okay, it's fine, whatever. Justine, I ain't mad at you anymore. You know, no harm, no foul. What's happened has happened. And she invites her her real mom, Carly, to come round. And so she's like really, really late. She brings this cake. And obviously she's like, oh, you know, hey, I'm here. And obviously the camera's like, yeah, we're all full. So she brings a cake. She goes, oh, why don't you have uh, some of my cake? The camera's obviously like, yeah, we're all full. You're late kind of thing. And yeah, like, and obviously Carly's just basically like, you know, jibing. And she's saying, oh, to um, Jess, oh, don't scowl. You're going to get lines on your face. (laughs) That didn't make me chuckle a little bit. But then she's just like, oh. She could do whatever the hell she wants. And then obviously Tracy's like, listen, you know, I've been waiting for you all my life and you've always been late. And she's like, you know what? If you don't shut your mouth and start showing Cam and Jess respect, it's going to be you waiting outside, wondering if I'm going to show up or not. So you better shut up kind of thing. And yeah, I I thought that was really good that she, you know, stuck it on her mum like that. I believe as well, Justine and Sean have a little smooch. And I think that relationship ends up being in jeopardy. I'm not quite yeah. sure what happens there. I believe... I'm going to watch it. I I'm going to find out what happens on this. This is, this oh, is so quite a cool show. Maybe, maybe you don't want the spoilers then. No, I want all the spoilers. I don't mind spoilers too much. Unless it's something of like, Formula you, you One results. You walked away from Freaks and Geeks when I was talking about Freaks and Geeks. You've changed your tune. Yeah, but I was watching, I was going to watch that the same day. But this one, I'm not too, I don't, I don't mind this one too much. Yeah, so basically, Jess shows Tracy Sean's phone and she assaults Justine and insists that, you know, look, this relationship is going to be over. It's a myth. Like, I don't want nothing to do with you. Yeah, it, she ends up uh, forgiving her mum for being a, a, a bad mum. Makes a lot of sense why. Uh, Cam and Gary didn't uh, get married and she ends up getting married to someone called Mary and Weedy Peter attends the wedding. I think he was one of the kids in the dumping ground. and He is a a teacher or, or a head teacher. And so they all basically reconcile about their past and it's a happy ending for everybody. So uh, good stuff. Good stuff. And yeah, that's how uh, my mum Tracy Beaker ends. And obviously, if you didn't want the spoilers, then uh, 
Tough luck, man. Yeah, tough luck. Really. We didn't, we, we didn't spoil everything. Y'all can't watch it anymore. We didn't told you what happened. So that wasn't a proper spoiler. I mean, that's not like that's cool, man. It is what it is. If 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 you were planning on watching it, then uh, watch it anyway. It's all good stuff. Watch it anyway. Enjoy it. Do whatever you um do whatever you need to do. And uh, yeah, any last notes on uh, this uh, wonderful magical show? No, I just think that Tracy Beaker was one of those shows that was excellent when I was a kid. Probably not even a kid anymore. Too old to be watching it, probably. But um, yeah, and even now watching it back, great show. Like absolutely stellar show. Yeah, I really liked it. I really liked the progression of the show. So from the story of Tracy Beaker right up to the modern day, my mom Tracy Beaker, everything was pretty much good. The characters were great. It was good to see you know everybody growing up, see you know Tracy's kid Cam everything that goes with it it was it was absolutely fantastic and honestly this is like royalty this is like an institution tracy beak is an institution and it should be revered by uh one and all and obviously if you're not from the uk and you never saw tracy beaker then uh i uh most definitely suggest you uh, go out of your way and watch this marvellous, marvellous creation. And uh, on that note, we'll uh, bring this first episode of Women's History Month to an end. I do want to try and get women involved again. So if you're out there, please holler and get in touch and uh, be involved. We want you to be involved. So uh, reach out. Uh, yesterday's capers is available wherever you get your podcast from um you were on youtube as well if youtube ain't bugging out so you can check us out there on youtube whatever podcast platform you use we're available on there so please give us a listen and have your notifications on so you can be reminded of new weekly episodes you can find us on the socials at instagram it's yesterday's capers one on twitter it's yesterday capers it's facebook.com forward slash yesterday's capers, youtube.com forward slash yesterday's capers. And you can find me on the socials at Instagram. It's Abdullah, on, it's Abdullah Molim, all my word. On uh, Twitter, it's Abdullah underscore Molim. Like I said, get involved, reach out. And I want you guys to be involved as well. So do reach out. And uh, yeah, join us next time for more Women's History Month stuff and more badass women on yesterday's capers all my dreams to see me through and if that will get me down my dreams are turned things all around with a smile upon my face i can see a better place doesn't matter what may come my way believe me now i'll win someday